where nobody knows your name is not filmed in front of a live studio audience. Hello and welcome to Where Nobody Knows Your Name. This is episode 11. Episode 11 of season 2. I'm James. And I'm John. And today we're going to talk about just three friends. This episode aired on the 15th of December 1983. And we've got David Lloyd again writing. David Lloyd and who is directing John? Of course it's James Burroughs. Of course it is. It's almost got to the point where we don't need to say it, but credit where credit's due, we think. Done all of them. I honestly don't know if he will not do an episode at some point. I'd be surprised if James Burroughs hadn't directed one at this point. <laughs> and the day he doesn't, I'll cry. So... What's this episode about, John? Well, it's about Diane's friend coming to visit Cheers and visit Diane. And Diane is really excited to show off uh, her new life, especially Sam. Exactly. She's got a new boyfriend and she wants to show to her oldest friend, a friend she's known since school, what she's made of her life and particularly who she is with now. But there's a twist, isn't there? There's always a twist, James. This is Cheers, the bar where nothing is as it seems. And Diane's friend, Heather, Sam thinks is flirting with him. That's true. So it creates a bit of an awkward encounter between these three people. Whether there's things left unsaid, who knows? Sam tells Diane that he's not comfortable going for dinner with her and her friend because he says that he's getting vibes off her friend. And Diane kind of calls him up on it and says he's acting like a child and he needs to grow up a bit. And Diane tells her friend that Sam thinks this, just to clear the air. Quite an awkward scenario. And they agree to go for a meal at Diane's house. They do, John. That's correct. Diane's apartment is back. They Big surprise. It. It's they a surprise to me, James. They have to use it every so often. It's like, oh, oh yeah, that does exist. Get the money's worth out of building. In it. Yeah, you have to pay rent on that place. <laughs> the cold open felt very out of place. Interesting. It was the dog. Coach bought an attack dog because he thought the bar needed one. Because there's been local robberies. And he thought, you know who can stop robberies? Dogs. You know what? He's got he's got an attack dog. If you think back, three or four episodes, Coach was at gunpoint. Andy That's Andy true. came in with a gun. Yeah. If they had a guard dog then, sick em. <laughs> It's a Stand By Me reference. It is, yeah. You know uh, what else is a Stand By Me reference? Corey Feldman was in Stand By Me. And he was in a couple of episodes yeah. as well. Yeah. So it was all connected. It's all connected. That's why there's guard dogs here. It also reminded me of Cujo. Yes. Rabid dog. From another Stephen King. Mm. Heavily influenced Stephen King episode, I think. Yeah. (laughs) Stephen King was well known for his domestic (laughs) rom-coms. He wrote Three's Company. There is a nice thing, because the the dog isn't forgotten about. It appears every now and then in the episode. We hear the... We hear a growl. That was my impression of off-screen dog. (laughs) When... Diane's giving her friend a tour of Cheers. Carla tries to direct them to go into the office where the dog is. There's definitely a scream. Throughout the episode, they keep reminding us that the dog is there. Just go, in case you forgot, there's... There's There's a dog. Yeah. (laughs) It eventually got to the point where they're like, okay, we know how to sedate it, we think. So let's give it alcohol. And that sedated it, uh, but also it made it quite amorous. And I thought that's interesting because I think that's the effect of alcohol on humans as well. Either sleepy or more amorous. I don't think we've seen that in Cheers, though. (laughs) I don't think we've seen any of the barflies amorous. I suppose Diane was verging towards amorous on um, truce or consequences. She definitely became more tactile towards (laughs) Kara. Gave more hugs. Well, anyway, the dog got solved because it got given a tray of booze. Yeah, it's called, what, Swill Bucket or something? Heard of this? Basically, in the olden days where refrigeration wasn't really that good, when they had alcohol they needed to get rid of, just poured it all in a big bucket, left it for the dog. That's pretty grim. That sounds like our special of the uh, day. Swill Bucket. (laughs) Swill Bucket. (laughs) 
Have you ever got an attack dog you need to make dose on? A swill bucket. Have you had any pets which liked their drink? No. <laughs> have you got a story that you want to tell? Uh, one of my family cats uh, seems to like Stella. Okay. My dad left a Stella off a lot. He gave it a little sniffer, licked the bottom of it, and then went back to it, and then became aggressive. Oh, not dose <laughs> on at all then. It's that Stella. Stella. Had a white vest on it as well. <laughs> Should we talk about who played Heather? Heather Landon. Diane's friend was played by Marky Post, which is a great name. It's catchy. Marky, one word, not like Mark E. Smith, the singer from The Fall and a punk singer in the <laughs> 70s and 80s. Quite different to Heather Landon in many ways. Well, anyway, Marky Post <laughs> from Cheers, from the episode, has been quite a lot as well, especially Night Court. She played the character Christine Sullivan on Night Court. With Harry Anderson. One of our favourites. Yep, Harry yeah. the Hat. And uh, she's like one of the second main cast of Night Court to appear in Cheers. She also played Terry Michaels in The Fall Guy, you know, like Mark E. Smith, who was <laughs> The Fall Guy. <laughs> there was a reason I said it, John. I wasn't just going on one of my rants. And do you remember this character, Lily Reed, from mm. Scrubs? No. Elliot's mother. She played Dr. Elliot Reed's mother. Having seen her, I'm like, oh yeah, I recognise her now, despite there being 20 years difference. This is our first connection with Scrubs, maybe? This is the first time we mentioned Scrubs, yeah. We're big fans of Scrubs here. I know, I, I love Scrubs. One of the best sitcoms ever made. Cheers is obviously the best. Maybe the best single camera sitcom. I think we can say that. I can't think of many others off the top of my head. Always sunny. It's another good one. Also set in a bar in New England, no less. Some trivia about the episode um, has the shorter version of the theme song, which implies that the script was probably longer. It was longer, but less happened. <laughs> Not much uh, going on in this episode. Well, I, d- I don't know. I feel like they were set up a lot and then just didn't do anything. So I guess let's talk about the final meal, where it's in Diane's apartment. Sam's there for dinner. So is Heather and Diane's cooking a meal. And everyone, for unknown reasons, acts kind of high. Really bizarre. And I don't understand it. Diane's cooked quite a fancy meal, but mm. she's cooked spaghetti. It was like someone was trying to do a more erotic version of that lady in the tramp scene, but then went, this is a PG show. You know you know the episode of Friends where it's like the flashback and it's Rachel teaching Monica how to flirt with Chandler? Oh, with the carrots. And- yeah. yeah. It kind of reminded me of that, where like they're trying to make spaghetti flirt by picking it up. There's a good line about it where Diana angrily tells them to stop flirting with spaghetti. Have you no shame? (laughs) Don, what what the hell are you... What the hell's the matter with you? What... You think I don't know what noodles mean in sexual lingo? (laughs) And sauce... I read my Freud. But the thing which really confuses me about this episode is it says up like Sam thinks that Heather is interested in him. She says she's not. That's it. Then you have a, a very flirtatious dinner for no reason. <laughs> I thought there was going to be a reveal where she was coming on to Sam, but she wasn't. Not really any conflict, is there? No. It was really strange. Yeah. Have you read any Freud? No, I haven't. I, well, that's a shame. I was going to see whether you read the chapter on noodles and sauce. <laughs> Is there actually a chapter on this? No. I have read a bit of the interpretation of dreams. I went straight to the chapter of dreams where you are naked. <laughs> Sadly, the, the chapter of dreams where other people are naked did not exist. <laughs> maybe it's all in Diane's head. Because she starts to become progressively jealous. So maybe this sort of extreme meal where people are like feeding spaghetti to each other is all in her head. Maybe it was a very subtle meal. There's one bit where Sam gave a sentence which I don't think he said any sentence which I've agreed with more. She didn't mean it, Heather. <laughs> How can you 
eating now? I've eaten through worse than this. <laughs> That's your motto in life. Yeah. Yeah, it's a very strange episode. I could see what they were trying to do with the themes of it in terms of how it uh, influenced Sam in his character development because Sam, up until now, has kind of been the womanizing mm. type, you know, even recently in the episode All Flames, you know, you almost just abandoned Diane and went out on the town with Dave. This episode really kind of addressed fidelity and being in a committed relationship for him. and Just being friends with a sexy woman like Heather is a big step in my maturity. Yeah, I can see that. The thing that I never got about the episode was they had set stuff up, and then like you said, there was no conflict. So it petered out into a very sort of quiet ending, which was quite abrupt. Nice though, at the end, they talked about it like adults and... Uh... Our friendship is the most important friendship in my life. And I would never, never do anything to intentionally hurt it please forgive me and stay and they all stay for dinner and have a nice time it's nice it's a nice ending but i feel bad for rebecca prout remember rebecca prout all the way back in the episode any friend of diane's oh yeah where diane's just going our friendship is the most important friendship in my life i'm like you have at least one other friend diane i'm I'm upset for diane's cat i thought that was her most important friend she's a fickle creature is diane (laughs) She moves on quick. One thing I did think was interesting, if a loose parallel, was, as we talked about, the fidelity and commitment involved in the relationship and what happens when someone could come in and perhaps jeopardise that. Mm. It was interesting to see how the security of that of their relationship was perhaps in danger and they had an attack dog in the side plot also for security reasons. Mm. And it's a very loose parallel. But I felt that whether it was physical security or whether it was emotional security, a lot of this episode was about feeling safe in whatever situation you were in. So a bit of a metaphor with the, yeah. with the dog. It's preserving your space. Mm, like a little voice in the back of the head barking away. So they took some alcohol. Yeah, they Sam. did. Yeah. Sam obviously didn't. And spaghetti like Lady and the Tramp. Yeah, we know what we're talking about. <laughs> it's all connected. It's that our other catchphrase. <laughs> it's a new one I'm bringing in. <laughs> The second half of season two. It's all connected. Us, the MCU. (laughs) Scrubs. Well, there's the door, James, and we know what that means. It's Cliff Clavin trivia time. Do you want to go first? Sure. I've only got two questions today. I've got got three. What does Coach think is his other nickname? It's not Red. What does he think is his other nickname, but turned out to be the nickname of someone else? Oh, I don't know. Heather? No. Uh, would you like me to tell you? Yeah, I got them. Coach thought his nickname was Satchmo. Satchmo? Who who was Satchmo? Satchmo was the nickname of Louis Armstrong. Oh. Uh, why did Coach think it was his nickname? Because it was a nickname. Very self-centered, Coach. <laughs> so in this episode, we uh, we hear a little bit about Diane's history as a prankster. Got a question for you, James. For a trip to Hawaii, name three cars that start with P. Pontiac, Porsche, and... Plymouth. Oh, James, I'm sorry. They they all start with gas. You fell for that one. <laughs> Way! Wow. But it's uh, this prank that Diane and Heather used to play. Kind of awful. But what I did like was uh, they set it up fairly early on, and then like 10 minutes later, we see Cliff and Norm, a little bit boozed, doing the prank themselves in the, in the phone in Cheers. They did it much better. Oh, they did. Which brings me into my second question. Who do Norm and Cliff call with that prank? Oh, I don't know. Cliff's mother. Oh... I do remember now. 
in this episode, Heather compares the friendship of the three of them to um, Arthos, Porthos. Arthos, Porthos and Aramis? Yeah, them. No, them boys. Those three are people. And um, <laughs> Sam mistakes them for the Supremes. Can you name three members of the Supremes? The reason why I say three members is because they got rid of quite a few. So there's yeah, there's uh, actually about like ten. Diana Ross? Yeah. Dionne Warwick? No. Alright then. Yeah, I don't know. Name all the Supremes, John. So Diana Ross. Mary Wilson. Florence Ballard. Betty McGlow. Barbara Martin, Cindy Birdsong, Jean Terrell, Linda Lawrence, Charisse Payne, Suze Green. I didn't realise there were so many members of the Supremes and that they like rotated them so frequently. I thought it was a <laughs> strong trio. Had a little um, tombo, I think. Uh, uh, Diana, you're up. It makes Sam, Sam's comparison to them like even weaker. That brings me on to my third question. Who are Arthos, Porthos and Aramis? The three amigos. <laughs> the three musketeers. <laughs> yes, they are the three musketeers. Can you name the three amigos? No. Steve Martin, Martin Short, and Chevy Chase. I'm sorry, those cars are stuck with gas. <laughs> <laughs> Last call at the bar. How are we feeling after this episode? Just three friends. As we've said throughout the episode, there was not much conflict past the halfway point. Everyone should just kind of. Just friendship. Just get along, Friendship really. and jealousy. Spaghetti and noodles and well, sauce. We know what that means. I've read my voice. And I've watched Lady in the Trump. There's a bit of a, a dog's dinner. Oh. There were prank calls, spaghetti. I guess you could say that Dan was barking up the wrong tree. Uh-huh. You could say Sam was barking up the wrong tree. Exactly. So how, how are we feeling? Should we pull up a, a plate of spaghetti and tuck into this dinner and remember that friendship is one of the most important things? I think we should, John. But this time, real spaghetti, not spaghettios. Thank you for listening. This has been Where Nobody Knows Your Name. Mm-hmm.